Welcome to the DGD Podcast, the Georgia Bulldogs podcast for dogs. From the gun again on first down, fires wide, Juan Daniels, touchdown Georgia. This is your favorite receiver, Juan Daniels, and you're listening to the DGD Podcast with my man, Robert Reynolds. Go dogs! Welcome to this episode of the DGD Podcast. Guys, you know what it is. The chain is out. Two commitments in as many days, uh, Griffin Scruggs, and uh, it's just a lot of momentum right now for Georgia. Uh, but let's let's go ahead and start this show here. Someone that rocks the power G just like Georgia fans. Defensive coordinator, Grimsley High School up here in North Carolina. Joe Rigsby, welcome to the show. Appreciate you. Thank you for having me on. Hey, not a problem. Hey, look, first off. Congratulations on the state title this past season. And, hey, I know we were talking offline. The season's starting relatively soon. I'm looking forward to seeing y'all make it back again and run it back. For sure. Appreciate that. Had a great year last year. Um, You know, a lot of new faces offensively, defensively for us. So we're looking for this group, kind of see what they're made of as well. Absolutely. Obviously, you've got, uh, you know, Georgia fans uh, have a name. You have a name on your defense that Georgia fans are – uh, basically, their ears are perked back and just waiting at any drop of a dime for him. And his name is Travis Shaw. Uh, but there's more to it, you know, to more to Grimsley. Uh, you know, looking at what you lost last year, right? We are talking about some guys uh, previously. Uh, I'm going to give a couple shout-outs here. I like what I see from Tamori Thompson. I like Caleb Curtin and Alonzo Barnett. You know, those guys, uh, you know, were pivotal, in my opinion, to, you know, to your state title run. Uh, you know, so – in regards to that, obviously, you know, Travis Shaw comes back. Tamori's coming back. Uh, you know, what are your thoughts on the upcoming season? What are you looking forward to the most uh, for Grimsley? Well, um, you know, you mentioned a lot of those guys that were with us last season. Um, Caleb Curtin, he's at now Elon. So he was an incredible player, uh, hard to replace again. I think nine or ten interceptions in a 10-game in a season. So um, that'll be tough to replace. But um, – Looking forward, just you know, new guys have been in our program, and you know now they get an opportunity to show what you know what they've worked for, worked towards. Um, we lost four linebackers, both our inside backers and our outside backers from last season. Um, a couple guys that are going to continue to play there as well. But um, sincere Burnett, he'll be at North Carolina A and T here in Greensboro, so um, he gets to continue to play football. But you know now we have four a, a new group of four there. Um, Khalil Stimson, Nate Dupuy, two inside linebackers, and um, Karan Diablo and Jordan Watkins will both play outside linebacker. Jordan's our, our nickel or star guy. Um, so now they get their chance to, to you know, show what they've worked for or work towards as well. Absolutely. You know, I, I'm looking forward to, you know, not only uh, watching Grimsley, but I, I'm kind of an advocate for, for local high school football for me. Uh, you know, obviously it starts at the high school level, well, middle school, if you really want to look down, but like, you know, a lot of people kind of overlook high school football now. And for me to, you know, to kind of bring, you know, shed some light on it and, and really its importance is, is really uh, fun for me. And it's, I enjoy it a lot. So I'm looking forward to kind of keeping up with, you know, local schools and really the, you know, the state of North Carolina, we, you know, looking at the Western half of North Carolina, you know, recently, it seems like there's been an influx of it, just elite talent, right? And, it, you know, some of it's in Greensboro. You've got to spread out all the way from, you know, really you look out to like Charlotte area all the way through the triad. And 
you know, that's something that, you know, I'm kind of holding my hat on here. You know, a lot of the fan base, you know, for Georgia, you know, obviously is based out of Georgia and, and that's a hotbed for talent anyway. But, you know, it's nice to have, you know, it's nice to have some elite talent, you know, in your backyard and really kind of bring in the state of North Carolina on, you know, putting it on notice. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and I don't know, you know at least in our community, Grimm's community, you know, our, our fans and students and stuff are super supportive of, of our program. So, um, you know, most Friday nights, regardless of who we're playing, you know, there's going to be a ton of students there and, you know, lots of community support and stuff. Um, so, you know, it's, it's awesome to see, you know, they want to see a good product on the field and um, something to be proud of. So, you know, we look forward to putting that product out there. Absolutely. You know, looking at, uh, you know, looking at Jameson stadium, right. If I'm not mistaken, there's a, a fun fact here. It was, I don't know if it is still, uh, but it's one of, if not the largest uh, stadium uh, in North Carolina for high school football. Is that, is that accurate to say? Or I, I think it's the largest high school stadium that's on campus. Now, there's some okay. that play off campus and stuff that have bigger facilities. But as far as a, a football stadium or a, a stadium that is on the, the high school campus, um, I think it is the largest one. So that's a pretty cool no, I mean, it is because, you know, looking at uh, I'm a UNCG alum. Right. So as a Spartan, you know, right, literally right down the road for those that are, not you know, aren't used to the Greensboro area, literally a stone's throw from Grimsley uh, and kind of seeing that stadium. It's fun to see. It's a huge stadium. I, I think it's huge. In my opinion, I like it for a high school stadium. So, you know, it's nice to see that, you know, school getting packed out. And, and let's be honest here. You know, not only is it, you know, Greensboro students, things like that, but hey, let's be honest, there's probably some uh, some college, elite college uh, scouts and, you know, coaches there coming in on a weekly basis. I'm expecting it heavily this year, in my opinion. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, last season was, you know, in the, we played in the spring, so it was kind of uh, threw things off as far as recruiting goes. So, um, you know, the 22 class kind of suffered a little bit from that, 23 class as well, but uh, yeah, I mean, I'm sure there'll be a ton of coaches that that swing back around and um, come through Grizzly Grimsley and and visit us regularly. You know, obviously, you know, Georgia fans here. You know, like I said it before, Travis Shaw is one of the biggest names in all of college football right now. Uh, obviously, for the 2022 class, and you know, it's it's cool to sit here and really pick your brain because you see him every day and, and things like that. So, you know, let's go ahead and start talking about Travis. Let's just say that. Um, one of the things that I noticed about Travis is I don't know, I'm not too big on like stars and rankings like that, but when you're third in the country, that, that's a, that's huge, uh, for about anybody, uh, you know, when you, when you came in, you know, what was it like having someone like Travis, you know, kind of coaching him through his freshman all the way up until his senior year now, what's that like? Uh, I mean, it's, he's a special player, um, but, you know, he, he gets treated like everyone else. Um, he got the same expectations of uh, – we have the same expectations of him as we do, you know, other kids, Tamori Thompson, you know, Tank Mason who plays in those position. Um, but just kind of seeing Travis come in as a freshman, really the biggest thing that, you, that we've all seen as a staff and, um, you know, probably fans as well that pay close attention to him is just his maturity level. Um, really last year really became – he and he and the linebacker core were, were really the leaders of our defense uh, and of and of our team. So um, that's really the thing that you like to see kids, you know, become more mature 
and as they go on into adulthood because I mean, his future is incredibly bright. Um, just try to make sure, you know, he continues to stay humble and grounded and um, does the right things, and, and he does. So it's something to be proud of coach. You know, I like the fact that you, you said that because it's so easy for a kid of his level, I would think, uh, to kind of get carried away and let their ego get the best of them. And, and really that would hinder their growth in the long term. So hearing his maturity level, you know, that of a senior in high school being like that right there is it's really good for me to hear because, you know, you want kids like that at the next level. And, and that's what it takes to, you know, to really succeed in the long term uh, with a college or with college. And then obviously your goal to the NFL, um, but let's talk a little X's and O's here. I know one of the things that I noticed, I was watching the state title game uh, against Cardinal Gibbons. Um, one of the things that caught me really off guard was uh, the flexibility, you know, Travis, or really your defensive line uh, with Tamori and um, Travis. You know, obviously Travis plays end, uh, which to me, you know, I think in high school it may be because he's just that athletic, which it, the tape shows that. Um, you know, but the ability to to go strong side or weak side, uh, you know, for, to me, I think that's a huge uh, piece of knowledge against, you know, to show his, his athleticism, really. Uh, you know, what is it like? You know, how is it to, I guess, from a defensive standpoint, uh, just knowing that he can go out there and put him really at any spot? Uh, I'm assuming that has to be pretty comforting for you because, you know, with you calling the defense, you know, that makes every, that makes life easier, I would think, right? Oh, 100%. He's made my life easier for the last three or four years. So um, hats off to him for making it making my job much easier and our meetings on Sundays much shorter than, than what they used to be. Um, but, I mean, anytime you have a player like that that's, you know, to his caliber and you got Tamori Thompson and, you know, the, the rest of our defense last season, um, just referring to them, um, just – I mean, we had a, a lot of really, really good, good football players. Um, but, you know, when somebody somebody like Travis, that's 6'5", 330, um, 340, 6'6", I don't even know. He's probably 6'6 now. Um, you know, as as a defense, it's, it's constant reaction. But as you're planning things and, and we're meeting on Sunday, you're trying to take away, you know, your opponent's best two or three or four plays. Um you know, make sure your your secondary is sound and, and the routes that they run. So if there's something schematically where we can pick up, you know, uh, certain giveaways, then we're going to try to put Travis in the, in the right position um, to make them do something that they don't want to do. So, mm -hmm. you know, if they want to run to the field, then we're going to line up Travis to the field and have them run to the boundary. Well, then there's Tamori Thompson and, you know, those four linebackers that are – two of the four linebackers, are, they were, you know, all really good players – well, they're running it to them as well. So um, we definitely use them, you know, uh, to take away opponents' best plays and try to put him in the, in the best position to, to make plays for himself as well um, because he is going to do that, you know, no matter where he's at on the field. You can run away from him. He's going – he can run it down from backside. I mean, he's just that kind of elite player. You know, looking at the state title games, again, uh, one of the things that I liked about it was – you know, everybody, you know, really, it seemed like Cardinal kind of tried to double team Travis at all costs, run away, like you mentioned. Uh, but I want to give I want to give a shout out to Tamori because Tamori really took advantage of their willingness to double team Shaw or Travis at all times. Uh, you know, watch watching, 
you know, Tamori come off the uh, come off the edge, uh, the speed rush off the, from the end position. Uh, I know he made a couple sacks on uh, run plays down, stopped some runs. You know, I, from from my standpoint, I know that may that might not be a name that Georgia fans are familiar with. Um, but let's be honest here. You know, I think his size is what really hinders him from getting looks from a, a major, you know, major elite college and university. Because uh, I think I want to say he might be roughly six foot. Uh, but there's certain things that, and we've talked about this offline too. You you can't teach the motor. You can't teach the work ethic. And and that's something that you know Tamori has that I've seen. Um, you know, so like we've talked about it here as well. That you know, I talked with B Dot uh, last week. Whoever gets Tamori is going to be a happy. Like that coach is going to be happy. Uh, they're getting they're getting a dog. He he is a baller. Uh, you know, but unfortunately, sometimes size can you know kind of impact you know the level you know of recruitment. Uh, but that doesn't take away from his performance, and it doesn't take away from his production on the field. Uh, so you know, looking at that right there, and also Tank uh, Tank showed out in the in the state title game as well. Uh, I, I like the ability for Tamori to hop inside and play true zero, uh, you know, straight up. I, I like that kind of versatility. So that's another thing uh, with Tamori, you know, and really along your defensive line uh, that all three of those guys, because uh, you run like a three-man front typically, uh, look like at least from the state title game. That's something that all three of those guys, um, you know, have that they can bring to the next level. And I, I'm looking forward to see what happens uh, wherever they go uh, in college. Yeah, I mean, Tamori's – I mean, that kid's got a motor. Like, I mean, you can't coach the amount of effort that he plays with. Um, and that's why he has a lot of success. I think last year he had 14 sacks and 20-something quarterback hurries. Um, I think Travis had like eight sacks and several hurries. So both of those guys play hard. Um, but, I, I mean, I've never had a had a kid that plays as hard as Tamori Thompson does. Um, so, again, that's just – and, and that's something that, you know, you can constantly talk about as a coaching staff um, and you can practice, you know, pursue drills and things like that. But when it comes down to a game situation, you know, it's on the player to constantly push through um, those plays. You know, when that ball snapped, he's going he's gonna to go attack. So, oh, absolutely. That's, and like I said, the state title game showed me everything I needed to see from that. Um, you know, but one of the things also I think uh, – that your defense benefits from is having some some guys along in the, in the offensive side of the ball. Uh, Georgia fans, if you're not familiar with this name, I think you really need to be um, Jamal Jarrett uh, on the offensive line, uh, 2023 prospect. Uh, you know, if, if you're interested in rankings, I want to say 24 has a, or 24 seven has him as a four star right now. Uh, you know, Georgia's looking at him. There's a bunch of other you know uh, top tier D1 schools that are looking at Jamal. You know, from from your standpoint as a defensive guy, you know, I know this in my opinion, you know, iron sharpens iron. That's it's it's said it's it's almost at nauseum, but it really is truthful when you have guys like Jamal on the offensive line and, and good offensive players, because it really makes your defense that much better. Um, you know, what's it like going up against him in practice every day? Because I know that the kid's a the kid's a boss, really. Yeah, I mean, right now we're not in a, in a period where we have contact. Um, that stuff starts on Saturday night. So, yeah. really, um, our band just came in the gym and started practicing. So, I apologize for the beating and banging in here. But um, still kind of up in the air. You know, um, right now he is he is a two-way guy for us. Um, him and um, 
Chop Richardson, Nick Richardson. He's a returner from last year as well. They'll both play, uh, you know, on both sides of the ball. So um, we'll share those guys until, you know, we continue to evaluate, you know, day in and day out and try to figure out, you know, what, what best fits our team as a whole, um, whether, you know, one of them needs to be strictly offense or one of them needs to be strictly defense. Uh, but we're still in the process of figuring all that stuff out, and that's going to kind of play itself out over the next next few days, really. Uh, with Midnight Madness coming up tomorrow night, Saturday morning at, at uh, 12.01, you know, we'll kick off our first day of contact. So that'll really get us moving in the right direction and making some, you know, real decisions that are going to stick for us throughout the throughout the year. So it's going to be determined, like I said, and I, I'm not sure what his ranking is either. But No, I, I know it's like, a, I, don't, I don't know. If I'm not mistaken, I saw a four-star. But, you know, nonetheless, I, you know, just watching some of his tape, like, you know, him on the offensive line is what they have him listed as offensive line. Um, you know, his size tells me, you know, he can play both ways. I, I know you typically, you know, Grimsley typically doesn't do the the, uh, the two-way players, uh, which obviously is a testament to, you know, to quality. Um, you know, I, I'm kind of looking forward to seeing what Jamal uh, could do if he comes on the defensive side of the ball because uh, I know with, with Travis and Tamori, uh, is, is Tank a senior now or did he graduate? Tank is a junior. Oh, he's a junior. Okay. Uh, yeah. Tamori's a senior. Travis is a senior, obviously, and then and then Jamal he'll be a um, he'll be a junior this year as well. Okay. So, so I mean, we're really looking at it right there. It's going to be interesting to see, you know, how how y'all utilize him because, you know, like I said, I like what I've seen on the offensive line, but you know, if he transitions to defense, I'm gonna have to take a look at that because I just want to kind of see what, uh, you know, what he's about if he does go to the defensive side of the ball. You know, from an offensive standpoint, though, one of the things that I really like about Jamal, though, uh, is just his, he's nat- he's got this natural, you know, and, and that is really from a you know in the trenches, if you if you've got that kind of nasty mentality, that can really dictate you know your potential and your ceiling, uh, you know, regardless of size. Uh, sometimes, you know, a lot of people overlooks you know overlook that kind of mentality, right, and just think that oh he's he's super small, he ain't going to be a factor. No, I've seen some small guys. Tamori Thompson is a perfect example. Six foot on the end and and still beating the hell out of, you know, tackles and things like that, making sacks, you know. So that just shows you that that nastiness can play a real big factor. So I, I can't wait to see, you know, if y'all keep him on the offensive line uh, or move him to the defensive side of the ball. Because if you put him at the defense, he's going to be nasty regardless too. So it'll be fun to see how that works. Yeah, just kind of, like I said, just keep evaluating those guys and try to figure out, you know, what best fits us as a team, as a whole. Um, you know, if, if we come in and meet as a staff and we say we're going to be significantly significantly better on offense because Jamal is our tackle or guard or wherever he's going to play, then, you know, we, we go with it and roll with it. And, um, you know, we take the next defensive guy, you know, and that's, that's uh, Nick Richardson or Chop Richardson. Um, for us, so um, again, that's still kind of playing itself out. So it's to be determined at this point. Yep, like I said, I know that's like once the season starts for y'all Saturday uh, with contact. I know that'll, you know, like you said, it'll. I, I think in a quick hurry, it'll you'll be able to determine that. Uh, you know, the, with the with games up here in North Carolina starting the twentieth. Um, you know, I can't wait to see what y'all season looks like. I, I think I, I'm I'm rooting for y'all to to kind of pull it out for the four A. Uh, obviously, I kind of have to pull for my guys up in, you know, in around me. Uh, but I kind of want to talk about uh, Travis. And I know he's he's got he said his top four. Uh, obviously, Georgia being one of those. 
you have the home, uh, the, the really the, the the home state North Tar, or the Tar Heels. Uh, you have A and Z, which is obviously right in our backyard as well, uh, and Clemson. Now, obviously, you know what I'm seeing from the state title game. Travis, uh, like I said, Travis runs typically on the ends. Uh, what is your projection like in regards? You had to choose a position for him. I feel like you know I think he might be a true nose uh, with his size uh, and athleticism. But you could, I think you could also look at a true nose or you know maybe like a three tech. Uh, what would you, you know, what do you think if you had to choose, what would be his best spot uh, in college? Um, I mean, probably the next level is probably a three technique. Uh, you know, being 6'6 and 330, 340, um, you know, he can hold the point of attack, you know, when he, with double teams and stuff like that. So, um, but, you know, wherever he ends up, that's that's for their coaching staff to decide. And it don't matter where he lines up on the defensive line interior lineman or you know at a defensive end spot the, the kid's going to have a success because he's just that gifted i mean he's he's uh when we got over here travis was in middle school and he's like the point guard for their middle school basketball team yeah even now he plays you know he's been a varsity basketball player here for since he was a freshman um but you know you come to one of those games and he'll bring the ball up the court as well played quarterback for our middle school um kaiser middle school so, I mean, that tells you enough. He get, I mean, he, he'll whip a ball down the field 60, 70 yards with no problem. Um, just a different different type of player. I mean, it's just uh, just extremely gifted, extremely talented. Um, so whether he's a three technique, a nose, or a defensive end, he's going he's gonna to be successful. I couldn't agree with you more. I think the reason why I think he might be better suited, I'm thinking, I'm thinking with my red and black cap on here. Uh, and why I think if he if he chooses Georgia, why I think he would fit as a true zero. And I, and see, I want to hear your opinion on this. So my logic is, you know, thinking about this, you know, with his size, right, six six three thirty. Uh, you know, to me, he kind of fits that Jordan Davis uh, type body uh, that we're going to be losing. Uh, this year, because we're losing uh, Jordan Davis and Devontae Wyatt. Uh, Georgia fans know exactly who I'm talking about. Uh, two staples of interior defensive line for us. Um, so, you know, I think if you if, if Travis, you know, depending on if he comes to Georgia, I think he slides in as a true uh, nose. Uh, looking at the, you know, for me, looking at the overall class of 2022, there's a lot of edge and there's a lot of guys that like with not his size that are sm- a little bit smaller. Uh, that would, you know, that I think with their athleticism as well could slide into the three tech kind of fit, Devontae Wyatt. One of the things I think sets up to me, uh, Travis being a true zero, like a true nose. Uh, one, I saw his ability to handle double teams, uh, his his ability to separate uh, and even get through those double teams. Uh, you know, Jordan Davis for us has done a tremendous job in it. It goes, you know, for the national media, basically anybody outside of Georgia, it goes vastly underrated because his stats don't show it, uh, you know, because he doesn't get a lot of sacks. But his ability to literally eat double teams and allow linebackers to come through holes, um, you know, and, and that's something that, you know, his mentality, Jordan's mentality, uh, I love it because he doesn't care about stats. He, he wants the other guy. He literally said in a press conference one time, he looks at the linebacker's stats. Uh, if they have good stats, that means he did his job. Um you know, that's why I think he might be better at a zero. Now, I understand the three technique side of it as well. Uh, with his athleticism, I think he gives guards absolute fits. Uh, at all, at any doesn't matter who you put across from him. Uh, his athleticism and size, at, you know, at that 
weight and, and height is a problem for anybody. And I see it being a true problem for the guards if he were to be a three technique, you know, why he could play either or, this, you know, either true nose or, you know, interior defensive lineman at the three technique. So I like – I can see it both ways. Um, and looking at George's defense, like I said, I think he's a, a perfect fit for what we're losing. Uh, you know, he could slide in and make an impact right away, uh, I, I think, uh, just based off of his talent and, his, you know, his motor. A lot of people don't really look at that. Um, but his motor to be that size, it's it's insane. It really is insane to see how crazy athletic he is. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I mean, and, and George does a lot of stemming back and forth from a three-man front to a four-man front. So um, he also gives you the ability to do that. If, no matter if he's an interior lineman or defensive end spot. So, um, yeah, I mean, it gives you a lot of flexibility with guys that are big and athletic. You know, that's how all these colleges are looking for up front, big athletic dudes. And he is one of them. He's one of the best in the country for sure. Without a doubt, without a doubt. One of the things, one of the things that I, I loved about the state title game, and this was, I, I didn't get to watch a lot of games, but I was able to go back and watch this. His ability to rush with his hand off the ground. Typically, with his size, you would think, you know, he would play with his hand in the ground 100 percent of the time. But you know, your, you know, your freedom to let him, you know, rush off the edge, you know, with hands up, uh, really surprised me. Uh, you know. I, it was it was fun to watch. It really was because, like I said, you're so used to this mentality of guys his size, you know, rushing with your hand down and just kind of bull rush or, you know, power move like that. But to see him kind of have that mobility, uh, the bend uh, on the edge, uh, and like I said, the ability to separate and set the edge uh, from the end position at his size, again, that's a testament to his athleticism. It's ridiculous to watch. Yeah, he got a little bit banged up in the uh, state championship game, so – um, he had made a tackle early in the game in the first first quarter, and then just um, kind of injured then, and then did it again later in the game, tracking outside and you know laid out, clipped his leg, uh, and then kind of landed awkward. So he was he was a little bit banged up, so he stood up a little bit more than um, than than normal. But um, yeah, I mean he. Have special players. You let those guys play out there and, and have fun, execute what your job is, and uh, that was our defense last year. I mean, we had some returners at the linebacker position, side uh, and outside backers, which is a tough task. To Trying that out. Two inside linebackers I had. They had been. That was their third year starting at the varsity level, and then our two outside linebackers. They were three year um, guys on the varsity team. They they weren't always starting outside linebackers, but they were varsity football players for three years. Um, so they were extremely mature, um, could handle, you know, some freedom. Um, so, I mean, there were times of practice and our other coaches give me crap about it, but there were time, times of practice when, um, you know, I would, I would have the inside linebackers go and, and work, you know, reads and stuff. And I would take the outside backers and just have those guys. And then you know, maybe times where I let the outside backers go on their own, kind of run through their own drills, uh, you know, I'll have those things laid out for them. And I would take the inside backer. So we were we were fortunate last season to just have a lot of uh, maturity, especially on the defensive side of the ball, and you know a lot of good, really good players. Um, which that's you know it played out the way it, the way it was supposed to with our guys on the defensive side. I mean, um, we were just I mean it's definitely the best group I've ever had. 
Yeah, you know, it was just it was interesting to see the the, the overall depth and talent, you know, on all three levels of the defense to me. Uh, you know, with Caleb, you know, in the secondary, that's a big name. Jordan Watkins looked really good, you know, and then you had your linebackers, and then obviously Shaw, uh, Tamori, uh, Tank on the defensive line. It was just a solid defense. I know uh, a fun fact that, and you, I'll let you talk about this. Your defense was elite, in my opinion. Uh, tell people, tell people that don't know uh, some stats about your defense. Uh, if for those that listen to stats, um, give us some stats from that defense, if you don't mind. Oh, um, this is a note. I mean, this is all about the players 100%. Those guys go out and, and tackle the guys with the ball and, you know, get sacks and things like that. So it's a testament to them, really. Um, but we gave up six, I think, 6.4 points a game. Um, we had, I want to say something like 27 turnovers, you know, interceptions and fumble recoveries in 10 games. So, um and then sacks just between Tamori and Travis and, and our two outside linebackers. I think we had uh, 20 plus. So, I mean, it, which is, you know, it helped our offense get the, get the ball in the end zone because uh, they're getting, you know, good field position and stuff like that. Like you're getting two turnovers a game and you're getting two sacks a game. Um, you know, you're doing what you need to do defensively to set set yourself, set your offense up, you know, to be able to put the ball in the end zone. So, and that's why we were able to, you know, that's part of the reason we were able to score you know, a good amount of points throughout the season last year. So, Yeah, I know you're talking about points as well. Look, some of y'all's points didn't come from just your offense. Uh, state title game alone, Caleb Curtin runs a pick six back. Uh, two, two, uh, two picks in that game. Um, so this shows you some of the ballers y'all had on defense all year. It was it was really interesting to see. I'm lo- I'm looking forward to see how it transit uh, translates uh, this year. I know you're bringing back some guys, but you're also re- you know like I said replacing some key pieces. I'm looking forward to seeing how you do it. I know it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, one of the things here, I- I'm going to kind of do a callback to the previous show with B Dot here. Uh, I want to get your experience on this. Uh, so for anybody that remembers this, and if Dot, if you're listening to this, I got to do this, but it's it all love and fun here. Um, you know, he talked about the Kirby Copter and Coach, uh, Coach Rigsby's experience. Uh, if you, I don't know if you heard about that or not. He uh, referred to uh, Kurt, uh, Coach Smart as Coach Rigsby for a little bit. Um, obviously clarified, fixes, fixed what he said, but uh, just playing here. But uh, what was that experience like? Because I know, you know, obviously Kirby, you know, the Kirby Copter is a huge thing down in Georgia. Uh, so for him to come up all the way to North Carolina, that's – You've, you've got to be, you know, big business, basically. Uh, you know, from, from a fan's standpoint, what was that experience like uh, seeing, you know, Kirby come up uh, on the helicopter? What was that like? Uh, it was definitely neat. Um, you know, we had a heads up that he was coming. And I, I think the first time he came, um, we had like a pep rally going on because I, I can't remember who we played. I don't know if it was like homecoming or what, but we had a pep rally going on in the gym. And then he flew in and landed on the game field. And uh, walked into the gym, and we got a you know there's there's a lot of kids at our school that like that pull for Georgia, and um, you know that are aware of, of you know good football programs, so they know the coaches and stuff like that. Uh, and he walked into the gym with Coach Scott, and everybody was like, "Oh my God, you know Kirby Smart's here!" And uh, so that was neat, you know, for our kids to be able to see him. And then uh, you know, super nice guy, talked to us, our staff, you know, uh, a few coaches from our coaching staff for a while. Um, so that was neat. I mean, it's, it's a cool experience. And, um, you know, when you have great players, 
you know, you get, you're fortunate to have those types of experiences. And, you know, um, so it's just cool. You don't, you don't take it for granted. You're not going to always have a, a Travis Shaw type player. So, um, you know, you just enjoy that, enjoy that time. I, you know, looking at it right here, you know, you said you, you're not going to always get that Travis Shaw type. Grimsley, Grimsley has, in, in the recent years, they've started to pull some, they've got some dudes there. I know y'all have got some dudes there. It's, it's, let's just say it's, it's completely, completely amazing to see how many guys are, you know, playing it in college level, whether it be, you know, top tier D1, uh, all the way down to FCS, you know, it doesn't matter. You're putting guys in, you know, getting them into college uh, and playing athletically there. But one of the things that I want to talk to you about here is, you know, speaking about Travis Shaw, I don't, you know, talking about social media here, um, there was a movement for Shaw uh, recently, and I think it still might be going on, the Shaw Dog movement. Um, you know, and I wanted to kind of tell you this backstory, and I want to get your thoughts on social media and how players, you know, recruit, uh, you know, other players. I want to get your thoughts on that. Uh, but basically the Shaw Dog story, I know, I don't think you've heard this. We talked right before the show, but – uh, basically, you know, Jalen Walker, uh, top or top 50 player uh, based off of rankings, uh, up in Salisbury, about another, what, 30, 45 minutes away from us right now. Um, you know, started uh, started a trend based off of the Shaw Dog, uh, basically in reference to Travis. You know, they're good friends. I don't know if you've met Jalen, but, uh, you know, it's pretty documented that they're pretty close friends, uh, you know, and, and really kind of started a movement. The funny thing was, you know, I kind of, I sent that, uh, tweeted that out earlier that day that it happened. Uh, and one of my friends uh, kind of helped me out and got it into Jalen's uh, attention. And he, I just let him run with it. I thought it'd be cooler for them, you know, for him to do it. Uh, but what are your thoughts on, you know, other players recruiting uh, players? What Do you like that? Or what's your thoughts about social media, how it's become a tool uh, for recruits? Uh, I, I think it's awesome. Um, you know, you want it those are going to be your teammates for, for four years or you're expecting to be your teammates for four years. So you want those guys that are, you know, in the locker room with you, um, that fought to get you there. You know what I mean? So, um, it's definitely, I mean, it's, it's a great tool for, for all the schools around the country to, to, uh, you know, if it's, if you take advantage of it, you know, you can get in touch with more kids and, um, you know, your program just kind of expands because you're able to get, you know, that Georgia G in front of kids across the country. So, um, but yeah, I mean, as far as kids recruit each other, like it's um, Keyshawn Silver. I know he's a big, big guy that from Carolina that recruits. I see him tweeting Travis all the time, and mm-hmm. Jalen Walker, um, obviously at Georgia, you know, trying to get guys to come in. So yeah, I mean, you want those guys that are 100% locked into your program, and um, you want them to reach out and get as many great players as, as possible. Yeah. Uh, you know, see, you know, from a fan's perspective, I love seeing that kind of interaction and, you know, interact with players like that on that level. You know, it shows you like, you know, because those are going to be the representatives of your program, your, your team you pull for, you know. So, you know, it's always yeah, fun it's to kind of see that kind of see that. And looking looking back on it, though, you know, back when we were in high school, we didn't really have social media. So it's interesting how times have kind of changed. Uh, so now social media is at the forefront of everything. We just had to like phone call. So now if you wanted to talk to somebody. But, um, but nonetheless, you know, we're just going to take a second here. Um, I did want to talk about while uh, coach Rigsby here is getting situated again. Uh, um, wanted to talk about a uh, coach Rigsby here is situated again. 
tomorrow we're gonna bring on Blake tomorrow we're gonna bring on Blake sports from RBC sports so be prepared for that but coach hey I wanted to ask you one more so question be prepared here. for that but coach hey I wanted to ask you one more question here <clears throat> sorry so we're having some technical issues here <clears throat> sorry. Um, we're gonna we're gonna call the show here uh, we've been on for 40 minutes I didn't even realize this but uh, coach, I'm glad you came on. Um, looking forward to talking to you more offline. Um, like I said, I know the technical difficulties here, uh, you know. But I'm glad you come on, and I'd like to bring you back on uh, at some point soon. Um, I, I think it's good to hear, you know, coach's perspective on you know high school football and other things like that. Uh, but on that note, though, guys, um, tomorrow is going to be a big show as well. Uh, we're going to be talking LSU, uh, and just can't wait for that either. Um, on that note, though, uh, let's have a great day, and go dogs.